Hi. Hello, everyone. This episode is all about compromise and how... How if you're not careful, <laughs> you might go down a hill very fast and fall face first off a bike. Or you might go to Vegas and actually really love it. Which if you love us and you want to support us and get episodes early, please get a membership on glitterandcatlitter.com or on our YouTube. And we hope you enjoy this episode. When you hear the word compromise, do you think of something good or do you think of something bad? Initially, I would say that negative but or bad, but like that's because the definition literally wants it to be negative. I don't remember. I didn't write the good planning. I didn't write the actual <laughs> definition down, but it was like all alluding to something negative. It wasn't alluding to or was literally asking for something negative. Yeah. Like you're sacrificing. Like both parties sacrifice something. Giving for. something up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I initially think of is kind of a negotiation of sorts. Like you're giving up something. Someone else is giving up something. And I think of it as like a two-party thing initially. But in reality, we compromise all the time, every day, with what we have, with what we do, with ourselves, everything. Like... I would have a milkshake every day if I could. And I compromise with myself and say maybe only like once a week or once a month, you know, to not. Are you compromising overdo. or is that called self-control? <laughs> That's the thing. It's, there's, I don't quite know if there is a difference between the two. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I might have opened a can of worms with that one. <laughs> But like we do compromise every day in what we have and like depending on where we live, our means, what we like, what we don't like, all of that comes into consideration when you are thinking of what you can do and who you want to be and all of those things. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's also something to say with like the manifestation of stuff because I mean, as much as it is a famous Drake song and Drake, I don't, I don't know Drake's actual story, but like, it's very funny. It, is, it says like started from the bottom now or here, Yeah. but I'm like, bro, you were like literally an actor on Degrassi and stuff. And like, that doesn't really feel like the bottom, you it know, may have but been. really I don't, I don't actually know his story, so I can't say that. But the, the story on the song, which is more my reference is that does make sense. Like, e even if your means requires you to compromise, that doesn't necessarily mean it forever requires you to compromise. It just means that for the time being, whatever your means may be, whether that's where you live or what mm -hmm. you have and what you are able to accomplish for whatever the reason might be, that would make sense is like, you, you started from somewhere, but you can make it to the top, but like, don't exceed your expectations by being like, I mean, I guess an example would be like me being like, well, I'm going to go be a professional baseball player right now. I'm too old. Hey, that's what I want to do. I'm literally <laughs> too old, which sucks. And it's so, it's so funny to say that because I'm like, I'm not that old. But like yeah. in sports, I'm like a decade too old to even be a conversation. Well, it's like I want to be one of the reporters on the side that interviews them after the game and stuff. And I look at all the reporters and they're like six feet tall, even the women. And I'm like, oh, I, I wouldn't be able to actually reach them. Like the reality is I probably can't do that. 
but that's that I don't think is actually inside of the means <laughs> part of this conversation. I think that went to left field. Yeah. Like, but, okay. So what, depending on what you have, it's either like you make use of what you have or you don't like, that's the alternative is to do nothing at all. Like I growing up, my first thought of that, of like what I had, what I could do with it is like, I had skates that were hand-me-downs for years. I never had my own skates. I grew up with two older brothers and one younger brother whose feet actually got bigger than mine. So I would wear his hand-me-downs even. And I skated my first world championships in skates that were two sizes too big for me that were from this older woman who had stopped skating and everyone thought I was going to grow. So they were like, yeah, just use these skates. And that's what I skated my first world championships in. And it's like that I could have been like, no, I'm not going to do it. Or you adapt to what you have. And I think that that experience, I've carried that with me forever because I didn't have the means to get my own skates. And it was like, I had to make do with that. I had to figure it out. And I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I had that experience because it taught me a lot. And it's like, your expectations of what you can have and all that stuff. It's like, yes, you want to hope for the best, but you kind of have to expect the worst in some circumstances. And I think that's how I lived. I think that's kind of how I live is like you make do with what you have, you hope for the best and you get real creative in trying to figure out where you want to go. So you're saying that, by having things that limit you uh, that in turn becomes a compromise to whatever you have or your existence is you are growing and becoming better off of it. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that ultimately we all have goals and we, we can manifest and do all that stuff. And I wish, I really wish it was just like, yes, dream it. You can achieve it, which Yeah, to a certain extent, but there are limitations in life. Like you may never be a professional baseball player. I, sorry to ruin and crush your dreams. Um, It's like, I may never have a double axle in skate. I've given up on that dream, but it's like, there are just certain things that in life may not happen and we have to be okay with that. It's like, I keep relating everything back to the Barbie movie (laughs) we just saw. I just want to relate everything to Oppenheimer. (laughs) Like, Ken is okay with being Ken. He's okay with it. But he wasn't at first. No, but he realized that he was. But it's like, okay, to unrelate everything to Barbie. um, It's like, are there any circumstances that you can think of that you had to compromise and you had to make do with what you had in that moment? Uh, like there's so many, there's so many, like the majority of them are all going to be related to like filming or production stuff that I've done where it's like anybody who has done production stuff or has done any sort of shoot of any form. I can promise that you feel before I've even explained any of the situations, I know that you're immediately like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Where it's like you have the expectation and like even the money side aside of it or like out of it. Like because mm-hmm. the budgeting thing is always the like shoot really high. You get what you get and you figure it out from there. But it's yeah. like 
there's been so many times where I've done something and it's like, your budget is zero, go. And I'm like, okay, that sounds <laughs> terrifying. All right, let's go figure it out. But then there's like, I guess the best example that I have that's like blatantly something where either it could just be considered like me being unprepared or having no idea what I'm doing, uh-huh. or we could call it a compromise for not having the right equipment. Um, there was one shoot that I was on where we were filming um, a bike going, at, an electric bike going like on a these really cool like back roads. And I, to get the shot that I wanted, one, I, I don't think I brought the right lens anyway. So I was just like, well, no, I did bring the right lens. Sorry, clarifying. I did bring <laughs> the right lens. It was in my car, in my Pelican, which is my case, everything goes in, like not close. And I'm like, oh, well. We're with this lens. Cool. Making it work. Also, let me bear in mind that I'm hanging out the back of the car holding on with my toes. Literally, (laughs) there's no seatbelts. There's no nothing. I'm right above the exhaust. Camera about this far off of the ground. Not joking. I felt it drag one at one point and I had to be like. Um, But like the shot, like that sounds like excessive and like not a compromise. But like realistically, if we had done it right and we had a budget and we weren't on like shoestring timelines and everything like everything always was yeah it was like we would have had some actual way like a rig that was like towed behind the car or like something that I'm in below it like strapped in harnessed with like a helmet and like all the pad and protective stuff like with an actual setup to film these shots and it would take like a whole day to get two of the shots mm-hmm. right but realistically, the whole video came together in like two and a half hours yeah, or like two hours. And it was just kind of like, this is what we have. Go. How do we make it work? And I'm like, sweet. Okay. Oh, the, the angle is okay. Um, <laughs> there's no seatbelt. Okay, sweet. So can I shove my foot in the like crease of the, the seat? Yeah. Okay. Well, is this safe enough? This was literally how it was explained to me over the phone when he was on his way home. Like, hey, how was the shoot today? Well, I didn't die. (laughs) What? Almost lost the camera more than once. (laughs) That was exciting. That was terrifying. I did scratch that lens Uh, off of that. It was before I knew better. Um, I didn't put, for any, any camera people, this was before I understood that I should have a UV or an ND or any sort of filter over the front of the lens. This was just a bare lens. And I had uh, the guy on the bike doing burnouts with gravel and dirt in front of the camera and not thinking about it. Yeah, it happens. You win some, you lose some. Um, Honestly, it just added character. It was pretty cool for the <laughs> lens. You couldn't really see it, so it was fine. There weren't too many scratches. Taylor finds himself hanging out of cars a lot for, for shoots. Like our um, <laughs> night call video that... Uh, is one of my favorite videos. Can I clarify before we go into that? I don't volunteer ever. He compromises. <laughs> it's either do that thing and hope for the best or don't do it at all. I go, how? Yeah, I go, I how? guess that's an ultimatum. That's like hardly a compromise. It's like. If we like really dive into it, it's definitely compromising my safety and, <laughs> and well-being for the shot. Um, but it, it's that's such a very funny thing because that's one of those where like I would never 
if you were to tell me that that's how that shoot was going to go or that shot was going to go before yeah. we were there, I'd be like, give me a little while. I'll figure out something where I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, I'll figure something out. So Taylor was in the back seat, just sitting for the night call one. No, that's the trunk. Oh, the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He was in the trunk and we had one friend driving the car luckily and then we had another friend holding the lights the lights that are actually in front of us um and i was just skating and it was dark very dark so it yeah. was dangerous in all aspects because anything could have been on that road that we were going to hit and i don't even know what wheels i was on i don't think i was even on outdoor wheels now that i really think about it maybe i, I was i just like thinking back to all of these different things that i've done to get shots and to do this i'm like it's ridiculous. I am thankful I'm still here. There's no chance if I had done anything wrong. And I know that there's always like whether you watch sports or, or like movies and stuff where they're always like this, all the stars had to align for this to happen. And I'm like, these are low budget, very not like high profile things that we've done. But all those stars had to align so that this guy didn't die. And <laughs> They've aligned a few different times. All the things that we've done that like you're at risk, I'm at risk, have all been for our enjoyment. It's all voluntarily like, hey, I have this idea. Can we do this? None of that stuff has been paid. None so, of no, none of it. None of it has been a paid job. Some of the bike stuff yeah. was definitely the paid side of things. But yes, I fully agree. That's, oh man, thinking back to some of these... It, Taylor flying down a hill at 35 at least I, miles per hour and flipping a bike to not hit me. He compromised himself 100% for my safety. Oh, you're blowing my mind with that compromise. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, that one, that's a, that's a gnarly one. I. So to tell the story in case anyone doesn't know the story. You want to tell it or am I going to tell it? I'll tell it. <laughs> you go first. I go first. Who goes first? I was skating down a hill. How did we actually decide to do that? We just saw the hill and we're like, hey, let's go for it. Okay. Hold, okay. Maybe I should tell the story. <laughs> so we were filming uh, your JLo stuff. Yeah. We were just filming content around the neighborhood. Yeah, That was not just content stuff. That was you. It was when the like Jenny from the block was popular on TikTok. So you yeah. wanted to do a specific thing with Jenny from the block where you like basically one-upped what everyone else was doing with the, like, walking and stuff. The, like, the I think it was, like, the TikTok out. walking stuff. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? It's just, uh, like, you got to do yeah. better or you want to do better, I would hope, everything with everything you're doing. Um, but then we were – so we had everything. And also this hill is, is like, a, a few blocks from our house. Yeah. It's, like, in our community. So, like, <laughs> it's not a hill that we just randomly found. It's a hill that we've driven down a few times. We know how steep it is. Yeah, um, and so you were like, okay, cool. So I'm going to go skate down that a little bit and we're going to do this. And then we basically stopped in the, on the corner and like looked at each other and we're like, do we film going down it? And I like rode down it once and I was like, yeah, I should be fine. And you were like, cool, I'll try. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I like got the camera. Oh, it was my iPhone. I got my phone <laughs> all like situated and like on like a one of the like longer selfie stick things and I like had tape so that it wouldn't close on itself or whatever. And then 
literally the beginning of the video, me being stupid and kind of funny. It, it was a joke. It wasn't me being serious, but it sounds serious when I hear it back. I think he was serious. I was, <laughs> I was serious, but it was more in the like joke of, ha ha, I've done this a bunch of times actually for my job. And like, I know what I'm doing, but like, also it's a funny joke to say in front of it, just in case something bad happens. <sighs> and unfortunately the, the, the latter happened. Um, so we go literally, we just like, I'm like, okay, the camera's rolling. All right, we're good. I'm holding it. We're fine. Okay, cool. Great. And she books it down the hill and I'm going down the hill where I'm on an electric bike. She's on her skates and I'm full throttle down a pretty steep hill. The only speed I've ever seen it when like I tucked my body as tight and like put my legs behind as I could go. I got it to, I think I got it to 38 or 40, which is wild to go 40 miles an hour yeah. to an immediate stop at the bottom of the hill. Um, and you ended up like absolutely booking it past me. I was like, oh no. And I'm like flooring it, hoping to keep up with you. And I did kind of keep up with you, but the, I like only looked at the speed a couple times. I saw 36 and I was like, oh gosh. And, and I was on fame wheels. If anyone knows what those wheels, you don't wear those outside, especially flying down a hill at 38 miles per hour. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> well, and then, so I'm like, okay, there was a, a slight previous conversation or a slight conversation prior to going where I was like, the only request I have from you is please do not stop immediately in front of me. My only request. So guess what I did? Stopped right in front of me. Um, <laughs> I understand the reasoning. There was a manhole cover that you were scared to use your toe stops on, which totally would suck if you were, if it was slippery. I don't know how that works. I'm not a roller skater, but so she stops on a dime. And I go, uh-oh. And I'm like 30 feet away. So the bike that I had, uh, the right brake was your front brake. It was kind of, it was set up like a motorcycle. And so I have my hand on it. I'm like feathering it. I'm like, I know what this means. If I do this too tight at all, I flip over the front. So I'm leaning as far back as I can go. I got to stay close to the mic so I can't like fully demonstrate. <laughs> I really want to. But I'm leaning as far back as I can go, trying to keep all of my weight back, just barely feathering the brake. And then I feel the brake get too hot and, and the, and the actual like pads grab the brake caliper and I go, Oh, oh okay. Now I got to miss the hand, the handlebars with my legs. I, you know, we're going over and I go, let's jump around it. And I go, okay. And the handlebars grab one of my legs, wrap it around it. And the bike comes down on me and burns my arm. So I have, I still have a burn from it. This is like many, what, 2020? 2020, yeah. Yeah, three so this ago. is three years ago and I still have a burn mark on my arm a little bit and I was tangled in it. And um, every time she would try to lift it off of me, it would, re like the, the motor was stuck on. And so every time she would lift it, the motor had just enough room to start spinning the, the wheel which was spinning into my face. We've never talked about this. No, I haven't anything. told anybody this story. Oh, well, I've told friends. I haven't told yeah. like the world the story. And it was like, it's funny because the video seems like this terrifying thing, but I was so aware the entire time. It was terrifying to me. I thought you broke your leg based on like where the bike was. Oh, I can only imagine. I don't yeah. know what that looked like, but like the way I had to get out of it. Well, everyone who sees the video, like, 
every especially like me holding the phone showing people i don't know what people watching on the internet necessarily think but everyone i show it to is like oh my gosh you're gonna eat it like talking to me like i'm gonna eat it i'm gonna fall and i turn around i do a heel to heel and i throw my toe stops down down that hill and i come to a complete stop before that manhole and you just see because taylor's holding the camera you see and hear just like tumbling and the phone didn't get hurt at all. Not Neither that, did you, really, which, which is insane. Yeah, whichever, I don't know, what, iPhone 12 Pro? Whatever the, <laughs> I don't know, no 11 case. Pro. Yeah, no case, no nothing. It was totally fine. Wild, I know. Um, I'm a graceful faller. I do pretty good at the falling thing. Yeah, yeah Taylor's had, a really good faller. <laughs> I had a couple bruises on my knees. I think I scraped my knees. The worst thing was the... the um, the burn on the back of my arm. I look. I literally had the brake caliper like as an entire half circle on my arm, and oh. that hurt so bad. And when you watch the video, it's like literally uh, I don't know ten frames yeah. that it touches me. It goes, and then it's gone. And I'm like, oh. it was wild. But you literally sacrificed yourself because his his thought he said to me his thought was like I either run into you full speed which might kill you or i flip the bike yeah it was the thought as i saw her turn because i'm like as i'm going i see her turn i go oh no i know what this means and i go okay either i just plow through her with the 70 plus pound bike and the 170 pounds of me or at at 30 plus miles an hour yeah or i grab the brake and hope that I don't flip it. I'm like, I'll probably be fine. <laughs> no helmets, by the way. I don't know if we clarified that. There was no protective yeah, gear. That was not the wisest choice. Yeah, and we have the protective gear, which is the funnier, well, not funnier, ironic part. Wait, did you even say what you said at the top of the hill? You said, I'm a professional. Oh, I don't know if I said, I think I did. I said, I said, don't worry about me. I'm a professional. <laughs> And then he, <laughs> and then I proceed to still be a professional, but uh, definitely fall. Uh, but like I, okay. why did that story come up? What did that have to do well, with compromise? Because you compromised yourself, your body. I've for been me. compromised. <laughs> but like, I mean, a huge part of life is like knowing who you are and like figuring out who you are, and of course you're gonna have to like compromise things, but you never want to compromise your core values and who you are. Like I talk about Taylor changing a lot as a person and it's never like his core values and who he actually is. My core <laughs> His core has gotten a lot stronger, but like me flying, <laughs> me flying down a hill, like I am not a daredevil. Like I'm not, Taylor always gets a little frustrated with me because I say like, I'm a scaredy cat. Like I growing up, that was part of my identity was that I was scared. Like I wouldn't try things. I wouldn't jump hard enough to even do the jump because I was too scared. So it like I talked myself out of a lot of things because I was genuinely afraid of a lot of things. But then I'm flying down a hill at 35 miles per hour and I'm not terrified at all. And it's like, how does that even add up? But I've always wanted to be like, the carefree person that's just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go do that thing. Let's be spontaneous. And it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not that person. Like I've finally accepted that about myself. And 
it's like for for you, you've changed a lot. Like we went we went to Vegas just recently, and I think Taylor had a good time. I didn't have a bad time. <laughs> Previous Taylor does not like Vegas and does not like road trips. I said, I said, it's got to be every time I'm going to hit the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I said some quite negative things about Vegas while going to Vegas, being in Vegas until a little bit of time in Vegas. And then I stopped saying said negative things. Taylor made a compromise and he went with me for 24 hours one I night. I don't even know if we made it 24 hours in Vegas. I think we were, we got there at five and we left at like two or three. No, I think we left at like four. Dang. So almost. Okay. 23 hours. Yeah. Slept like four of them. Yeah. We actually did. We stayed up till the sun came up, which yeah, was we shocking. Saw sunrise. Watch her vlog if you want to see it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm I'm still editing it right now. It won't be by the time this is out. Oh, when this goes out to everyone, yes, you're right. Thinking um, on my toes. But like you have to realize who you aren't in order to figure out who you are in life. And I think back to like all the weird, strange phases of like trying to figure yourself out and like kind of shifting your identity and and becoming like like speaking of Vegas we in our hotel there was like an emo night type of thing and it was like a bunch of 30 year olds like literally people our age in like clothes we would have worn in high school and I was like I I feel like I'm at home but it's like you go through all those stages and I feel like I'm the person I've always been like there's so much in life that does happen and things you experience and like you change here and there, you learn a lot, but I feel like you are still the person you've always been. Are you directing it back at me? Do you feel like you're the person you've always been? Or do you feel like you're a completely different person? No, I don't feel like I've changed that much. I think that there's a gray area in here where I got lost for a while and I just kind of was existing as whatever someone else was like painting me as. And I just kind of mm -hmm. was like, yeah, whatever. And then... Well, I don't know if it was, yeah, whatever. I think it was more like I didn't realize it and I didn't notice it and I kind of wasn't sure. And I was like, well, maybe that is right. Maybe that's not right. I don't know. I'll believe it for now. And then I realized that that was all a bad idea, all of it. But that's like, it's but part of life. You got to learn. Yeah. I don't know that I would be as pendulumed the opposite way as I am now. I don't know that I'd be sitting here doing this if I hadn't, I guess, searched for the soul <laughs> as much as as much as I I had to find to refine like me yeah. or just like reevaluate what I actually cared about or what I was wasn't yeah like I I've been talking with some of my friends and it's like people I've met and known since I was like 12 years old and it's such a special experience to be like talking about where we are in life and we're all at very different places in life. Like a lot of them have kids and they're doing something completely different. And it's like, obviously we are doing different things from when we were 12 years old, but I can look at them and like in conversation be like it, this feels right. Like it feels like you are finally becoming the person you've always been like the person you've always been trying to find within yourself is finally here. Like it's finally happening. And we were 
talking about this prior to sitting down and talking to you. And it was like, wait, if I'm becoming like my dream scenario of me, what does that even look like? Like, it's hard to even think that way. And you compromise so much to get to where you're going. Like, I, I feel like that is what compromise is, is like figuring out ways to get you to where you want to go and working with what you have to hopefully get what you want. But it's like, does it ever end? Like you're always in search for that thing. You're always trying to become a better version of you. And that's so inspiring, but also so terrifying. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, that, I don't have a direct response, but I do have a quote that, that I found that was, it says, being an artist means to be continually asking, how can it be better? Whatever it is, maybe art, maybe your life. And I was like, that is very true. Like, I feel like as an artist, that's kind of the mentality I go at with like anything that is art for me. That I just like, I constantly, like as I'm doing something, I mean, it's a little, sometimes it's a little more subconscious than it is consciously doing that. Mm -hmm. But like, there's very often that I'm like, what can I do to make this better? And and part of that makes me think, like, as I'm saying it out loud, it's like, part of that is like, am I just bored of like, that I did this almost the same as the last time, so I need to do something different, which could in turn be better, but also could in turn be way worse? Like, is that it? Or is it actually the search to continue to be the best artist, the best form of myself that I can be, right? Yeah. So it's like, but there is always something to be compromised in that. And like, if I take it in in the turn of art, I would say that like, sometimes better is not more. Most of the time, better is not more, right? Yeah. And And like, with that, I would say like, sometimes more, like, or rather, sometimes you need to compromise something so that it can actually grow. Yeah. Right. And, and like, like I think directly when you first said that I initially thought like, Oh, having, because everything I think relates back to skating, but I'm like, Oh, having five pairs of skates is not the answer. Like having five pairs of skates to choose from is going to cause more problems than good. Probably. But if I can relate that to shoes, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Instead of like getting to know what you have and making do with what you have, which that, that does sound negative when I say it, like making do with it. But it's well, like. I think that. So I think that there's two takes to that, though. So to, to finish my thought, I was basically just going to say that like sometimes compromise, which also like it also can be very negative. Mm hmm. I would say that it's more calming your expectations to something that's actually achievable and attainable through what you ha currently have. And if that means you have to be forced a little bit one direction or another direction, it just pushes you to really use what you have and force yourself to actually create something awesome. Because mm -hmm. just because you're compromised, I don't think that always means that you cannot achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. I right? agree, yeah. Um, but like... Um, oh, we were talking about, okay. So like the, the multiple skates. So I would say that that's not relatable to shoes at all, but 
as much as I would like it to be. Um, but I would say that multiple skates does sit somewhere. And I do th- think that, that I would argue that that is actually useful, like having multiple pairs of skates. Now, I'm not a skate professional at all, but I'm going to relate this to something that I am a professional with. Guitars, synthesizers, mm-hmm. things that I use, right? You can look at them on paper and look at them in actuality or cameras, depending on how, yeah. how we want to go. You can look at them and go, okay, yeah, they all do the same thing. And I go, well, yeah, except they don't. And you could say the exact same thing. So it's yeah. almost more like wheels, I guess. Mine, if we want to tone it down a little bit, it's more like wheels. But like if you were someone who was interested in like cruise skating and maybe you originally did have more than just your um, like yeah. artistic Harlick boots, maybe there would be room that you would feel as comfortable in your Harlicks as you would if you were in, say, I don't know, something that was a lot less structured and a lot more like cruisy. Yeah, like for artistic skating growing up, you have figure skates and you have dance skates. Yeah, but those are for two different total disciplines. disciplines. Yeah. But like, but I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing with any musical stuff. But like with photography, I wouldn't sit here and be like, oh, well, that camera is only for that type of photography. That camera is only for that type of photography, mm-hmm. right? And it's more like, which camera do you feel fits best in this scenario? Which yeah. now creates your own voice into it. Whereas like for skates, I feel like that's a very similar topic where like for you, that's, it's completely fine that you have one. Like there's plenty of people that do like photography that have one. Right. Mm-hmm. Or or music that have like one guitar and that's the one that they use or like one synth and that's the only thing they use. And that's totally cool. But like I think that having the option or the ability or the privilege, I guess, to have more than one could actually stem as a very positive thing. And it doesn't have to be like that's excessive. That sucks. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers any argument (laughs) to to your singular but I mean it's kind of just both sides of it it's like if you have the means to have multiple and it is a good thing for you to have the multiple great if it's actually hindering you because you can't decide what to use then it's a problem so it's like it is good and it is bad like I prefer to just have one yeah because I like that one. Like I've tried, I actually have two pairs of skates. You never see the other one because I like the ones that I wear. And it was like, initially I was going to have an outdoor pair of skates and an indoor pair of skates. And then I was like, let's be real. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I just want to wear these ones. I do remember that conversation and you were like, yeah, it would be really great to have both. And I'm like, I don't think you've ever worn two pairs of skates the whole time I've known you miss professional over here and you have one, but that's kind of the beauty of it is like sometimes, sometimes people really truly just have the one thing and they do amazing. Like, you know, I keep going back to photography and stuff, but honestly, the best example that I have for this is like any of the people that are like iPhone photographer and videographers, Mm -hmm. those people, man, I have the same camera in my pocket every day and I'm like ain't no way ain't no way this is how you did this there's no chance and then I hang out with like some of them and I'm like god that is exactly how you do it I don't like this is that how you feel about my vlogs too 
A little bit. I'm always like, what the heck? And I'm completely joking. <laughs> no, I really, truly, there's there's times where, I mean, actually, now I don't anymore because I'm aware. But <laughs> before, I used to judge the absolute snot out of the way you would get these shots. And I'd look at you. I'd literally, this is how I'd look at her. She's not looking because she's, she's vlogging. I would look at her like this, like. I don't so know if that's for, confusion so or... It's a little bit of everything. So for anybody that's listening that didn't know, imagine the look of like, oh, that's what you're doing. Oh, really? That's the... Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Taylor... I don't know, man. Taylor at one point got me a camera because he was like so confused because I would take his camera... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I would take your camera and I thought that you were annoyed that I would take your camera... And like take photos, but I think you were like, "Well, that was a really interesting take on that. Like, let's get her a camera and see what she can do with it." What are you asking me? You're asking me why I yeah. bought you a camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, which I then returned because yeah. I wasn't using. It. That's actually a pain point because, well, this won't be timeless in this, but. The Fuji X100V is a camera that if you don't know what it is, great, you don't need to. If you know what it is, I've had two of them at retail and sold both, returned one and sold one to a friend at, re, at exactly what I bought it for, which is fine, which is great. But they sell for twice the price now. They sold for twice the price like the whole time I've had them. I don't know why I returned it like a dummy. But we didn't anyway. Need it. Yeah, but I could have <laughs> used the extra couple thousand yeah, dollars. You didn't know that. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I did know that, but I didn't. I felt wrong about it. Anyway, um, I got you that camera originally because I wanted to try both that and the Leica before I decided on a camera right. that I wanted. And then I half mistakenly didn't know about some of the features before I really realized. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I actually do like the like it more. Um, that's a long story, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, but I bought you a camera because you would always take my camera and I'd always, you have a really good eye for photography, but you don't think you do. And you, you always, every time you would take it, I felt like you were being more creative than you ever thought you could be. So I was like, well, if I give you a camera, then you can actually like maybe unlock something for yourself that actually brings you as much joy as maybe like some of that brings me. So like maybe you would enjoy it as much as I do, which is not to like, it wasn't a bonding thing. It was more like I saw the mm -hmm. joy in it from you. And I was like, well, why she should have more. like, why not? Like yeah. it's dumb to not have it and be like, oh man, I wish I had, cause we have, we had the means to have both. So I was like, well have one because then it would be great. And then, that actually worked out that one of our friends was selling it, so it was perfect. But um, I, that's why I originally bought it. And then the the like selfish side was like you always you love taking pictures of me. I hate it when you take my camera from me, but I don't hate it all the time. But like if I'm trying to take a picture and you're taking my camera, I'm gonna be a little bit upset about it. But which is rare. But I was also like, well, selfishly, it's dope to have some photos of myself because as the photographer, you rarely have the photos of yourself because. I'm always behind it instead of in front of it. I just saw a TikTok or Instagram that was like, if if you're not taking photos of your girlfriend, if your camera roll doesn't look like this, and it was just like all these photos of this girl, then you're doing it wrong. You need to check yourself, all this stuff. And I was watching this and I'm like, 
that's my camera roll, but of Taylor. <laughs> but it's just all photos that I've snuck of Taylor. And it's like so creepy because none of them never get, they never get posted because he's like, nah. And I'm like, oh man, I have so many photos of Taylor. Like you would think it's just like selfies and like photos of like skating stuff, whatever. Nope. It's just Taylor. That's so funny. Sleeping on the looked. couch with cats. <laughs> I haven't looked at your camera roll, which is now I'm concerned. But I, <laughs> but I, I was going to say there was actually a time period where it was like not you ever, but it was when I was not here all the time and I was working. So it was always like works. There was a point where it was literally bikes. <laughs> and I was like. Just bikes. I was like, this has to change. I was going to make a joke. Eh, it's not even worth me <laughs> saying. I'm not even going to bother. That's such, I'm, but who like, let me in here? In a, okay, so back to compromise. In a relationship, you make compromises all the time. Like every day. Because it's like two very different people in our situation anyway. I think people think that we're like super alike and it's just like vacation mode all the time. We're not not alike. We're not not alike, but there are a lot of things that like I would rather do that you don't want to do. Like what? Like going out to the park and sitting in the sun. For oh, God. <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's like 96 right now. Taylor was in like a not great mood the other day and I was trying to get him out of it. And I almost suggested, hey, do you want to go to the park and just like sit? And I knew he was good. I like almost said it out loud. And then I caught myself because I knew he was going to look at me like, "Are have you lost your mind? <laughs> No, I don't want to do that. I'd rather sit underwater. (gasps) Taylor doesn't like water. Drowning. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'd I'd rather be wet than hot. (laughs) So, like, compromise. Like, I'm not going to have Taylor go sit out in the sun for hours. I might ask him to come outside with me for, like, a little bit, for, like, a few minutes. And he may give me that, like, a few minutes out in the sun. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But like food is the number one thing. So back to what I first said, like I would have milkshakes every day. Like food is where we compromise every day because I want all the worst food I could possibly have. (laughs) I would say that that's only sort of a compromise though, because I do also like, I love all of those foods. Yeah. But you got that self-control thing and... Because I don't want to be thicker than I currently am. I would like to be thinner. Well, okay, that's not true. You'd like uh, to be fit. Yeah, with a couple T's on there. Fit. <laughs> fit. That would be nice. So, like, he, I'll suggest, whenever we're ordering food, I will suggest Indian food or Thai food. Literally every time. And he has to be like, uh, maybe once this week. And, like, you know. Nicole, for someone who is not an obsessive personality, is a little bit obsessive with the foods. She'll be like, okay, we had, we had Indian food or Thai food yesterday. Hey, do you want Indian or Thai food again tonight? I'm like, no, there's a plethora of other types of foods that we can have and we can have them all. And then next week we could do it again. But you're not just- on my brain. No, you just Mm-mm. want the one. I think I might be a little obsessive. What about cheeseburgers? I love cheeseburger i love it i had like three cheeseburgers this past weekend and i loved every second of it and the funniest part about this is she had all these cheeseburgers within 24 hours pretty much (laughs) (laughs) that is true but honestly 
what is time in Vegas? That This is the first time I've ever experienced Vegas like that, and that was wild. This is a unrelated to compromise. I You compromised on I sleep. I compromised, yeah. But, man, I have never seen that side of Vegas, which is you just get there, and then you go, and then all of a sudden it's sunrise, and then you're like, do I bother sleeping? We didn't need a hotel room, but we had one. Yeah, you're like, I'm not tired. I don't really, I'm not, I don't have to stay in here, but like. You were asleep instantly, though. I didn't tell you this. Oh, I, I know. You were like <laughs> out, <laughs> like more so than usually, usually it takes me like a while to get ready for bed, like take makeup off, take my contacts out, everything. And Taylor's asleep and he's usually like asleep, but I can wake him up. Like me getting in bed wakes him up. No, he was out. He was Vegas out, like down for the count. Now, I would like to add that um, I'm actually relatively proud of this. I di- I had maybe an entire one drink through the entire, like the whole time we were there. Same. I didn't really have much to drink. And it was just, it was just like good company and just kind of fun. And it was wild. I still can't fathom that like we made it to 5.30 in the morning and just no, I was yawning a little, but that's kind of it. And I was like totally energized. We haven't done that together. You know, no, we haven't ever done that together. I've never stayed up that long. Really? Well, in my <laughs> youth. <laughs> in my youth. We talk like we're so old. Oh Maybe. my goodness. Yeah. Like I have had that Vegas experience, but it was like before you, it was like, I was 21. I am so offended. <laughs> I did have a life before you. Oh, I know. I'm how dare so you? sorry. How dare you have a life? I'm so sorry. But we went to Vegas to celebrate our friend's birthday, which we are going to get pizza tonight to also celebrate his birthday again. <laughs> Today is the actual birthday. This weekend was the celebration of the birthday. And I am so excited to go eat pizza. I have not had pizza in a minute. I think since we had gone to Fuoco last. Huh? I think you're right. Mm, I'm trying to think sounds, back to. Sounds good. I have become a pizza snob, everyone. Um, she's kind of like a coffee snob, which is not really that useful because I have bad coffee plenty. Um, but not like. No, we try not to. Yeah, we that's really true. Do. But uh, yeah, pizza is one I will just avoid if it's if I know it's not going to be good. I've had. See, some... I don't feel that way about pizza. I love every pizza. You love the frozen pizzas that come out and they're still kind of rock hard and kind of poopy. I'll eat it, Ugh. and I will enjoy it. Ugh, man, I just, I'd rather not. I'd rather have, like, there's not many things I don't like. Taylor won't food. make that compromise. No, I will not compromise for bad pizza. Are you kidding me? Ugh, life is too short. <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. You're right. But, hey, you know, you're, you, you do your own thing. I, I'm rambling. Are we... Yeah, we should go eat pizza. The moral of the story, I believe, is that compromise is not a negative thing. It's like we tend to look at it in that way, like we're giving something up. But I think if you're open to what you can get out of it and what you can gain out of it, it is a positive thing. I definitely think that compromise is positive. And as much as people think that it's negative, maybe it's just your perspective. (laughs) And that's life. (laughs) <laughs> and that's my little nugget. All right. <laughs> if you like it, please like it. 
If you like us, please like us. Please. <laughs> like and subscribe, please. comment, review, all the things. Yes. If you do want the episodes early, you can sign up for the membership on glitterandcatlitter.com or on the YouTube and the YouTube. <laughs> Is it not? Oh, I guess I meant the YouTube channel. I'm sorry. I I am under caffeinated today. He needs pizza. I need pizza. But yeah, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.